Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, AV insiders of the world. As always, I'm your host, Johnny Mota. This is the show, AV Insider. And thanks for joining us this morning, afternoon, or evening, depending where you are located, like my guest, who is on the other side of the world today in France. Patrice Congard. Hopefully I said your name, your last name correct, Patrice, because I'm not very great with names. But he is the CEO of Screen Excellence, which encompasses as Audio Excellence, who where he is the main designer there. And um, Patrice, good afternoon. Good afternoon, and thank you. Good morning to you, Julie. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Most welcome. So, before we talk about audio excellence, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your background. Maybe, you know, audio excellence and screen excellence is your first job ever, which would be fantastic if it was, but I have a feeling it's not. Uh, tell, well, tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are today before audio and screen excellence. Um, I will try to make a long story short. Okay. It's, it's a long story because I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been uh, doing audio uh, at university first. I've got a degree from the Institute of Sound and Vibration Research in um, England at uh, the University of Southampton. And uh, after that, I uh, jumped into the design business for uh, hi-fi uh, equipment. And very soon, I swapped to a pro audio, especially uh, live sound. Uh, loudspeakers and systems for concert sound. And, uh, in uh, 1996, I decided to uh, um, get away from uh, that business and to go into uh, And I looked at what was at the time uh, what appeared to me to be wrong, in technically in the home theater installations, in at least in most of them, and it was the screen actually because uh, I would say that the vast majority of screens at the time were uh, not acoustically transparent, not even perforated. And uh, through various readings, I could discover that uh, using uh, woven screens could improve things dramatically. So I created a first company that I sold, which has become Screen Research. Then I created a second company that is Screen Excellence. And then I felt that I needed to go back to uh, my real passion and uh, what was my real, my best skill, which is really audio and loudspeakers design. So I created the department uh, named Audio Excellence inside this screen company. And this is uh, both screens and this precisely. That's where we are today. Now, and how long has Audio Excellence been a company? Because you said initially it was Screen Excellence, correct? Correct, yes. Uh, well, we, uh, Audio Excellence has been uh, on the market for nearly two years now. Okay. But okay. it has been la launched in USA only last September during the CDR trade show. Oh, okay. 
And so is audio excellence designed or intended for the custom installation market? It is specifically designed for the custom installation, the high-end home theater market. Oh, okay. Now, and, and then since your launch, or I guess here in the States, uh, at CDL last year, 2017, mm-hmm. what kind of feedback have you gotten from your dealer base or distribution? I guess I should ask you that first, is uh, before the, the feedback, is your business audio excellence more designed to be a dealer-based system or a distribution or a mix of both? It depends where. It depends on the markets. Uh, the, basically, the, our target uh, market is really the custom installation. Basically, mm-hmm. we are targeting custom installers, and the products have been specifically designed for uh, custom installers, really. And uh well yes this is our market really okay and what uh take me take me through your product catalog in terms of uh, your speakers all right yes um our speakers we have uh two range of speakers we have the uh limited range um speakers which are operating from 100 hertz to uh the top to 20 kilohertz or beyond. And uh, uh, this is called the vertex range. And then uh, we have uh, a range of, I would say, subwoofers or bass extensions that are operating below 100 hertz only. And uh, this is called the Reju range. Reju, uh, just for the story, uh, Reju means uh, the spirit of thunder in Japanese, hmm. in the Japanese mythology. And uh, so at the moment, we have a very limited range. We wish to uh, keep the range quite limited because uh, all the speakers are designed to be very versatile. And what makes the choice of the installer towards one speaker versus another one is really the sound pressure level or the distance of the first front row versus uh, with respect to the screen, to the projection screen. So this is really, oh, by the way, the niche of the market that we are targeting is the installations that include a projection system, really. We are not into the entry-level TV range, Although we are currently designing a soundbar that will complement the bottom of our range, of our product range. Okay. And the, the, the soundbar is something that may we may see this year, or it's just in development stages still? It is in development. Okay. But we can expect that from you later. Yes, exactly. Okay, so you're really design or the audio... Re- product audio excellence is really designed for the custom installer but to be paired in a theater or home theater high-end application and not the lower end market the entry level the tv um quote-unquote home theater side of things correct that's correct yes okay and now so the market here like you said may be a direct dealer but perhaps over on your side of the world it 
Is there a mix of distribution? Yes. Uh, in in some countries, uh, the market is structured in a way where you have uh, importers, mm. and these importers sell to uh, custom installers. In some other countries, you have custom installers that arrange um, importation by themselves. And in some other countries, like this is more like the US structure, you have uh, regional reps, and uh, reps are on trying to sell to uh, custom installers, on, uh, and they are, uh, they are taking commissions on what they sell. So um, this is more the situation, for instance, in USA and in Germany also, and uh, that depends really on the local market. Okay, I see. And um, so back, to, sort of back to my initial question, since uh, the launch in CDS 2017, what kind of feedback are you getting from your dealer base? Um, dealers who have installed our systems really become uh, our supporters. They are really fans of the system. This is, we are, uh, we have very happy customers. Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you would hope that, right? I, I just, I'm just curious if like, uh, if, if they've asked for uh, anything, right? So, with user products, they're really great, but I've had this application where I needed, you know, a custom a custom speaker built because the room specs just, it's a weird layout, right? Uh, or, or something of that nature where, you know, something outside of what you, your current product range is. Well, um, we don't really customize the speakers by themselves. We customize the front grill's print for cosmetic reasons, for instance, today. Oh. Uh, we had we had for instance uh, a customer in Hong Kong who wanted the picture of the uh, of his children on the surround speakers. So uh, the speakers were disguised in a in a in an artwork with photos of their children. But that's purely cosmetic uh, from the design standpoint. What is uh, custom made is really the sound system design, which is different from this loudspeaker's design. The sound system design is something where um, we provide some free help to the customers, to the installers, more exactly, um, to make sure that uh, the system, uh, including all uh, amplifiers, loudspeakers, and DSP processors, do work at the best. Okay, so in so the oh, sorry, good. Yeah, basically, it's a bit unusual. I mean, inside our offer, when we sell a system, we offer for free the design of the sound system huh. we provide. Huh. We provide schematics, we suggest a positioning of the speakers, we uh, suggest the typical wiring and routing of the signals. And that's just a service that you provide for free, provided that they purchase a system from your, your company, correct? Exactly, yes. Okay, well, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily unheard of, but it, I would say it is rare, right? A lot of people don't want to give design for free, 
and I think there's two arguments to that conversation. But when it does come with um, the purchase of a product, I think it's definitely an added value that that manufacturer, your company in this instance, is providing that the competition isn't, which would allow the dealer to feel more comfortable using your products and wanting to come back for more. It is a win-win situation. Basically, uh, the idea is that it makes life easier for the installer and more secure. And at the same time, we are sure that our products will sound at their best. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. You mentioned that uh, your products are typically not, you know, the entry-level products. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, and they go. They're meant to be more of a, a theater application, right? So, a custom install home theater, if you will. But you are in development of the sound bar, right? So l- let me mm-hmm. ask you why, right? Because the sound bar doesn't really fit the 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 higher end application of where your products typically are, right? It's it's on the other scale, sort of, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just curious if, if you had a, a, a lot of requests for the sound bar, right? If you know, a lot of dealers are doing these home theaters and these really nice products, which where your products fit. But I'm curious if those same dealers uh, had you know written you, contacted you, or if there had been multiple requests. Hey, we, we do these home theaters all the time, but not everyone can afford this product range. Would you consider making a sound bar? Okay. Um... Actually, um, some uh, of our of our clients, mainly distributors, ask for it. Okay. Um, the reason is that um, well, they ask not for a soundbar that is um, in a competitive range versus the mass market products. They want a high end soundbar, um, passive one, which would fit with a Navy receiver. So um, we had a look at this and we thought, what can we bring um, that is innovative? We did not want to make a kind of me too soundbar. We wanted to make something a bit different and that brought something um, that had an edge over the um, mass market soundbar. And what we are developing is something that will be um, I hope the loudest sound bar on the market, and also it will be um, really customized in size and customized in, in um, it could be customized in its layout. Hmm. Okay. So, with the customization progress or the the sound bar that you're building that could have the capability of size and. Um, I would assume length possibly as well, specified. Yes, the size would be custom, definitely. Okay, so how long do you, obviously this product doesn't exist yet, but how long do you think, if I made a request, right, you know, I had a whatever brand TV that was XYZ length dimensions and I needed to be to fit that TV or or whatever my request was, once I sent in my order to your company, how long do you think it would take to build a, a, rough, a, a rough estimate. No, I'm sorry. We're not in a position to say that yet. Okay. I mean, uh, 
it's too early to receive orders, you know. Sure. <laughs> no, uh, quite honestly, uh, I'm not comfortable to speak about a product that is in its early stages of development. I understand. Yeah, okay. I just was trying to get an idea. I, I get it. I, it's obviously something that doesn't exist Sorry, yet. But... I... Yeah, it's just a future, you know, as not something that you can really talk about unless you are um, a medium or something like that. <laughs> right. I understand. Okay. Well, we just dance. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. That's quite all right. So let's talk about um, trade shows that you attend. So you mentioned Cedia, right? You launched at Cedia in the States, uh, 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you other attend other trade shows over here? I mean, over there, I would assume you probably go to ISE, correct? Yes, we we are exhibitor. Uh, we have been exhibiting regularly uh, every year at the ISE since two thousand nine. Okay. Um, not at the, in two thousand nine, we didn't have speakers or amplifiers, or so we only had projection screens. But no, we are presenting our audio range also. I see. Uh, are, do you attend any other trade shows here in the States or is Cedia the focus for your company? Um, not really. We, we limit ourselves to Cedia for the time being. Okay. Uh, maybe in the future we will consider some other trade shows, but uh, at the moment we are focusing on the Cedia. Okay, I see. And aside aside the soundbar that is already in the works, what would you say is the future of audio excellence? Well, um, lots of um, progresses in marketing and implementation. And also, um, we are trying to rationalize uh, wiring. Uh, we are considering uh, a powered range that is with building power ramps for uh, a more more easy um, connectivity and also a faster installation. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, well, these are the technical developments, and also uh, we are constantly improving and refining um, the special concept that is named after myself, the Congard Code which is something uh, a bit unusual that we are. Uh, it's a guideline for uh, our installations and for the sound systems we design. Um, do you want me to summarize what this includes? Yes, please. So t- uh, tell me what the Congard code means. Um, it's a way to... Uh, to best reproduce um, the full-scale sound of a, of a public uh, commercial uh, movie theater in a residential home, trying to get away from the typical compromises that have been made by sound systems, which are designed both for dedicated home theater and TV. And so they had to sort of do some smart compromises sometimes. So because we are targeting only proper home theaters, we do not have to do these compromises. That's what we feel. So we started from a blank page and looked at what needs to be done to achieve the real, uh, the thrilling emotions that you feel having a real scale soundtrack. 
played back as it should. So uh, we have listed that first you need uh, the three speakers, the left, center, right speakers, to be behind an acoustically transparent screen. That's one thing, to get the proper location of the sound. Then you need to have the lip sync adjusted correctly. Then uh, what you need is a sound system that will never distort or clip, which means a lot of headroom, very powerful amplifiers that will not clip whatever the loudness uh, you drive them at. So uh, that means that uh, we provide some power amps that are unusually powerful. They're, they are really coming from the pro audio domain. Okay. And, okay. and uh, there are some small specific things in that um, we provide a different type of bass routing, which is not bass management. The typical uh, THX bass management is quite different. Actually, we have uh, two sets of subwoofers. One is reproducing the LFE only, and the other one is reproducing the um, ascend mono left-center-right signal that is filtered at 100 hertz. Hmm. Basically, when you have um, the bass in the left-center-right signals is really mono. So you have three sets of speakers reproducing the same signal, and the stereophonic information starts, begins beyond 150 hertz or so. So below 100 hertz, we feel that we have much more flexibility and uh, ease of room adaptability with uh, a mono signal reproduced by either an array or a group of um, bass loudspeakers that do only that. Okay. Uh, there is also, um, we recommend increasing the delay on the surrounds versus what is measured normally, usually. Uh, the reason is that this creates a wider, uh, correct audience area. We, you don't have any precedence effect coming from the surrounds. And also it gives a, a more uh, spacious sound. And lastly, but not it's not the least, we totally avoid any room EQ. Uh, we, if we equalize something, it is the first wavefront. That is, we do some parametric equalizations on DSP on the speakers, but we totally avoid room EQ. We, we strongly recommend the room to be acoustically correct and to be treated. That's very welcome. But we think that uh, room EQ is more detrimental and to the sound quality because what you measure is something and what you hear is completely different. What you measure is a sum of, of the initial wavefront and some reflections that come uh, in, in an order that varies according to the position of the microphone, etc. And um, what the brain perceives is a first wave and smaller waves that come later. And the brain detects what is the real signal. 
it makes a difference between what is reflected and what is arriving first. So, what is arriving first should not be altered to compensate for what is measured in terms of reflections. It's just a common sense uh, um, logic. So, uh, started from that, we have made lots of tests and found out that it was better to uh, really um, just disable RoomEQ. Do not use it on the uh, on the AV processor. There is one available. I know it is completely against the trend of today. I mean, all processors claim to have a magic RoomEQ system. That's I'm afraid we'll be, be better off by disabling this. Okay, well that that's good information to know. I think there's a lot of people out there that, who, like you said, that would argue that that's against the current trends, but at the same time, there's obviously a reason for you doing that. So, here we are today. Well, you know, uh, it's, not, it's not always uh, a good thing from a marketing standpoint to go against the current trend, but uh, we feel that it is right technically, and uh, we have experienced it, and we have runs, we have demonstrated it. So uh, that's the way we go. I see. No, I, I thank you for sharing that. Again, I, I would not have known that, and I'm not sure how many people out there are doing that. Right? I don't. I don't know all the dealers in the world, and you know, like you said, we just we just know what the market trends are, but that doesn't make them correct just because there it's a trend doesn't make it correct um that could be a whole other conversation to have though with other people uh, but thank you I, I do appreciate you sharing that so start off with just an acoustically correct room right mm -hmm. then install your speakers and then that's the, the the true application of uh or like you said common sense right you you would like you don't want to be in a room full of glass or concrete or or something you know with reflections of course not i mean who would like to have a room with <laughs> as a for home theater right no i know i just i've seen some some uh, homes where people said to me you know i want to put in a home theater in here i'm looking around and seeing pillars of concrete and things like that i'm like in here mm -hmm. okay well we need to change some things. <laughs> so it's just, you know, the, the homeowner's mind thought about uh, where they want to put certain things is, what's the right word here? More often than not, not a great place. So, and it's because I think they are uninformed on why certain installations need to be done in a certain manner. But to them, they're just like, well, I have this extra room. I want to put XYZ in here. And so the installer is left to try and make that the best room possible um, for this application, right? So like I said, in one instance, I had a room where there was a lot of concrete, and I'm like, this is going to be terrible. But um, you, you have to try and work with what you have. And if it's a new build, that could have been avoided, right? So if it was a new home that was being built and going in knowing that this was going to be a home theater certain things could have been changed up front. You know, um, when you have a room which is uh, maybe nice looking but quite horrible from the acoustic standpoint, uh, 
I mean, um, a smart salesman will say, don't worry, we have a, pro- a fantastic EQ program, it will sort out this for you, no problem. But the fact is, it, will, it might be not quite as bad as initially, but still it will be bad. <laughs> but, you know, that's a salesman's standpoint. Now, um, what we recommend is not the ultimate acoustics, not studio-like acoustics. What I mean by studio, I mean recording studio, but decent acoustics. Mm-hmm. That With a decent acoustics, you're much better off any time without EQ, without room EQ, I mean. That's my experience anyway, and I've been I've been around quite a while in uh, in audio in various conditions. So uh, um, that's what I'm promoting now. Okay. Well, I just want to reiterate that. So for people listening currently, if you're a dealer, you're a home theater person, you're an AV professional, whatever the current name for us is out there, if you fit in this category and you're doing home theater installs, if there's one thing that you learned today from Patrice, it's don't use room EQ. Rather, make your room acoustically correct when doing your audio installs. Is that correct to say, Patrice? Absolutely. So, start with the room audio. Get your room correct first, and mm-hmm. then build your application. Well, I mean, obviously you design it, but make the room make the room correct first, and then do your install and then disregard room EQ because there will be no need to assuming that your room is correct already, which saying that over and over makes 100% sense. (laughs) Okay. Um, What else would you like me to comment? Yeah. So, so uh, I was going to ask you actually, yeah. Is there anything that we haven't mentioned about your company that we should mention? Um, what I would like to mention is that basically um, we have a range of audio products right. that has been designed for high-end home theater. It is um, adapted to fulfill the needs of what I have defined as the Congat code. However, it can be used for any traditional installation. I think it will not perform quite as good if um, if it is set up in a way that is similar to other products because it will it will perform like other products it will not perform better uh, or maybe it will it depends on what products but um, um, at least it is fully compatible with our uh, design prescriptions and um, when we go in to customizing this design, uh, well, any uh, installer can communicate directly with me and uh, just follow my recommendation. And here he has a nice, nicely working system and uh, installation uh, that will satisfy his customer. Okay. Now, if there are people out there, dealers, distributors, homeowners, Anyone who is interested in learning more about the Congard Code, audio excellence, your product range, DSPs, power amplifiers, speakers, or they have questions, they really want to pick your brain about this conversation we just had about not using Room EQ, 
right? And just making your room acoustically correct. What is the best way to get a hold of you? If that's a, a question I can ask. Absolutely. It's very simple. Just send me an email. Okay. Uh, you can email to me at Patrice, B-A-T-R-I-C-E, at audioexcellence.one. One is not the digit one, it's O-N-E. Ah, Patrice at audioexcellence.one. Exactly. Uh, and for people who are listening as well and they want to learn more and aren't quite ready to email Patrice your questions, the best place to probably learn more about the company is going to be audioexcellence.one. That's www. Although, do we need the Ws anymore? I no, don't you don't need the Ws. <laughs> but if you want to, you can. It's www or, or not dot audioexcellence.one. That's a great place to start to learn more. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so re- quick recap. Uh, CDA's launched last year in the States. You attend, mm-hmm. obviously, CDA. You attend ISC. There could be some more trade shows in the future. Your products are specifically designed for the kind of upper high-end home theater market, not necessarily the the, the opening range or the lower-end home theaters that are not specifically a dedicated room, but more of a dedicated home theater is where you should be. However, you are releasing or – sorry, not releasing – designing and working on currently a sound bar for that type of market which will be customizable upon release and Mm -hmm. you are currently based in france the company is built in the united kingdom correct the products are built in the united kingdom yes yes and and um you are the ceo of parent company screen excellence who is a designer in the company audio excellence correct Yes. Correct. And maybe next time, actually, I should have you back. Actually, I'm sorry. First, I would love to have you back, but we should do a different a different show where we talk purely about screen excellence when you have time. When you have time, no problem. I can talk about screen excellence as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- that'll be a different show, so we can kind of uh, do a different segment purely about screens and the correctness and why you created the company and. You kind of alluded to it in the beginning when you're talking about, you know, at the time, uh, it was a personal thing for you that, you know, the screens weren't transparent or acoustically transparent or perforated. And uh, that's the reason behind the company. But that I want to keep that as a different story for the next time I have you back to talk about the company. Um, is there any mm-hmm. final thoughts you want to say about the company, Audio Excellence, before we before we take off? Well, we have a lot of work to do. Okay. A lot of work to do. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm happy with that. So I'll leave your, all your listeners with that. If uh, if you are ready to listen to the truth out there, AV Insiders, head over to audioexcellence.one. That is the website for Audio Excellence. You can listen to Patrice share his audio knowledge with you, and you can get a better understanding on why the products exist, what they do for you, for your ears, why you should not use room EQ, etc., etc. Or you can listen back to this episode again later when we post it. And everyone, if you're anyone who has any questions for me, you can email me about the show. It's Johnny J O H N N Y at ravepubs.com. That's Johnny at ravepubs.com. Johnny with an H, two N's. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out to me, you can email me there. If you want to reach out to 
audio excellence in a more of a social manner, you can head over to Twitter. It's at Screen Excellence. They're on Blogger. They're on Facebook. They have a page there. You give them a like. They're on LinkedIn. They're also on YouTube if you want to get some videos, some more information with Patrice directly. Again, you have his email. If you want to reach out to him, you have my email. And if anyone has any social questions for me, it's pretty much at jmota3 all across the board except Snapchat, which is basically av underscore insider. That's me. You have my email. This is the show. Thank you for listening. Patrice, thank you so much for taking the time out of your afternoon. I do appreciate it. And My pleasure. And in the future, I would love to have you back to talk more about your your parent company, Screen Excellence. Excellent. Thank you for thank you so much for that. Thank you, uh, everyone. This has been AV Insider. We'll catch you on the next show.